This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And for those of you who have been listening dutifully to our program for a long time, you know that this month is dedicated to LinkedIn. I do that because I think LinkedIn is the tool that every single professional absolutely positively must be using. And so I am so delighted to be talking with my guest today because we've only met through LinkedIn. So that's just kind of one of those things to do uh, to that we're going to be talking about is how to network on LinkedIn. But please join me in welcoming Chuck Hester to our program today. Welcome, sir. How are you doing today? Great, Deb. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate you. Great, great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Chuck Hester is a nationally renowned executive LinkedIn trainer and speaker who helps clients get the most out of LinkedIn. He works with organizations to help them build corporate social responsibility programs and build brand equity with the communities they serve. Chuck is also co-founder of the Pay It Forward Tuesday Initiative and the Virtual Marketing Agency, a Purpose Partnership. And what it says on his LinkedIn profile is that he is the MacGyver of marketing. So please join me in welcoming Chuck Hester to our program today. How are you doing? Excellent, Deb. Thank you very much. Great, great. Well, I always like to find out from my guests how they got to where they are today. So how, especially because you just launched a new business, we'll talk about that at at some point, but how is it that you discovered that this is your passion in life? Well, there's two two passions. One is uh, I've I've been using LinkedIn for close to, we're going 14 years probably. I think I was... uh, the second like year user number three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I wish it was, it's like a, like 15,000 or something like that, but crazy considering now it's close to 900 million people who are using LinkedIn on a regular basis. Um, but I was relocating from Los Angeles to 
Raleigh, North Carolina, where I am today, mm -hmm. and looking for a marketing job. Somebody said, you really need to get on this LinkedIn then platform. It's kind of a, a really good way to find a job. Mm -hmm. So I put my profile together and got a chance to, uh, and concentrated, frankly, on connecting with people in Raleigh in the marketing industry. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how that started. Uh, fast forward about a year later, um, got a contact uh, from a person who was running an email marketing software company called iContact at that time was a fledgling company. Um, and he said, you know, I found you on LinkedIn and we should have a conversation because I'm looking for a director of communications. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how that all started. Um, the, the point where it was so long ago, probably 12 to 13 years ago, that I was written up in the New York Times for finding uh, my job through this really cool new platform called LinkedIn. Cool. Um, so that was that was my claim to fame, if you would. Mm -hmm. And when I did the interview with iContact, actually, they didn't have the resume in front of them. They had my LinkedIn profile printed right. out. Mm -hmm. So that's how that started. When uh, the New York Times started and several other people were seeing I was starting to use LinkedIn, um, they came to me and said, can you teach our group how to do this? And the recruiting group in particular. And I said, yeah, I can probably do that. So I put a presentation together and that's how my LinkedIn speaking started. Mm -hmm. And then someone from that organization said, I'd like to do a one-on-one -on -one session with you. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of hesitant, quite frankly. And a friend of mine said, you know, throw a number out, see what he says. Mm -hmm. um, he agreed to that. And that's how my LinkedIn one-on-one -on -one executive training started. Uh, caveats there, I don't do job seekers and that's not really where I am. There's really good people who do. Uh, but mainly focus on subject matter expertise, branding uh, for executives using LinkedIn. Right. I love that. You know, and, and LinkedIn really was the platform to get on when you were looking for a job. You know, that was kind of how they launched it. That was their thing. And we cut and pasted our resumes, you right. know, and, and, and that was pretty much it. You know, then it was crickets. You know, we might have done some connections, not too many. But now, obviously, it is so much more. I mean, you know, the, the stats show that the actual job part of LinkedIn is the minority. You know, it is more for building our networks, making those connections. But I still have people virtually every week, sometimes it seems like every day, that say, "Ugh, it's not worth it. I get nothing out of it. What do you tell those people? They are not using the really cool hidden features that LinkedIn offers. Mm -hmm. um, if you are in business and you are in social media, you best be on LinkedIn because that's where your customers are. That's where your next job is. That's where your connections are. That's where the, and the other passion of mine is that's where you can find people you can pay it forward to. Right. Uh, so that's kind of the bottom line. Uh, and that's, that quite frankly is, is where I get a lot of my business people say, yeah, you know, LinkedIn I'm on occasionally. I don't know how to use it exactly. Um, I, a side note, I do a poll every Monday. My mm -hmm. poll today was, uh, what, what features don't you understand on LinkedIn? Basically content and profile come up uh, number one and number two, mm -hmm. uh, as far as that goes. So they need to learn how to use it. There's some really cool things they can do with it. Mm -hmm. There's some new stuff coming up, hopefully by the end of the year, um, reigniting of groups, for instance. So, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of really interesting things that are happening on LinkedIn and some myths as to, you know, what LinkedIn is today, which is different from, like you said, what it was 10 to 15 years ago when it was an online resume board, basically. Right. Yeah. And of course, the problem that we all see with it is that people have the bare minimum there. Yeah. You know, anytime somebody asks me, you know, what do I need on my profile? 
I tell them, I don't even have to look, but I can tell you, you need more. Right. And, you know, I think that's probably one of the things that is obviously what is missing is the fact that there's so many great sections and ways that you can be connecting with people and people either completely ignore them or they put one sentence. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, and that's, that's the other aspect of it. Um, you know, I, when I present on LinkedIn, I have a slide called the LinkedIn myths and basically what it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the, the myth we've already talked about, you know, it's a job seekers marketplace. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, that's a minority of what they do. As a matter of fact, that's probably 10 to 15% of their income comes from job seekers. Right. It really is not there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a good marketing advertising platform as well. But the biggest myth for LinkedIn, quite frankly, is that it's a multimedia platform that would rival YouTube, quite mm-hmm. frankly, um, as far as the capabilities that you have, what you can do, even within your profile to make your profile stand out. Mm-hmm. Now, my favorite saying is um, LinkedIn is not an online resume, it's an online portfolio, mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, for instance, if you're a salesperson, have a case study on how you beat quota 12, 12 quarters in a row mm-hmm. and what you did, stats that go along with that, mm-hmm. you know, do introduction videos, those type of things. A lot of stuff that I've been doing for probably close to eight years with my clients, mm-hmm. LinkedIn is now starting to, to add as features as well. Right. The introductory video that's available mm-hmm. now. Uh, mm-hmm. I've done that for a long, long time with my folks. So. Right. Yeah, I love the little introductory video, um, you know, and, and it's... Uh, it is, it's a little tricky to create, uh, you know, and, and, but once it's there, it's perfect. You know, it's, it's that short little snippet. And I think, you know, we've talked about this throughout the, the month with my other guests. So many people simply don't understand that LinkedIn, in so many cases, is your first impression. You know, we right. meet somebody or, you know, at a networking event, right? Do we go those? I don't know. Um, you know, or more importantly, we see them online. You know, whether it's, you know, maybe we're uh, attending some online networking, a webinar, things like that. And, you know, like me, I've got two big monitors. So I've got my webinar on one and I've got LinkedIn on the other. And I'm just busily going through looking up people that are attending. And I, you know, so it really is my first impression of them. So what am I seeing? So, so let's talk about, you know, talk about some, some of the, the things that people absolutely have to have in their profiles. Well, um, the biggest aspect of that is, first of all, consider the conversation. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line on that. The portfolio that you put out there, the profile that you put together um, needs to be in a first person format, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, don't say, hey, you know, Deb's this great, great person who has a great podcast and well, I'm talking, you know, like mm-hmm. the royal we is what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're talking to this person one on one. And frankly, over the last two and a half years, that's been even more important because we aren't out networking mm-hmm. in person. Right. Although that's starting to pick up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big part of that. Uh, it's not just the who I am, what I do, what are my, you know, my skills. It's mm-hmm. really talking about how I can be of service, what I can do. As you mentioned, the um, what I call the, the video snippet, if you will, mm-hmm. I actually have uh, techniques that I use with my my clients on how to build bigger videos and being able to do better introductions, mm-hmm. not just the snippet that's available. But mm-hmm. you need to be personable. Um, you need to connect directly. Uh, the, for the job seeker, for instance, you need to make sure that your LinkedIn profile matches your resume. Because right. uh, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, when I got the job with iContact, they had my LinkedIn profile out. I mean, mm-hmm. that was kind of the deal. 
Mm -hmm. A good recruiter will match to make sure that the resume says the same thing LinkedIn profile does. So very important to be able to have all the information out there and available. Well, and I tell people, you know, if you're in the job market, you start with your resume on LinkedIn because we're still Mm -hmm. only supposed to do two pages, right, of of printed. But LinkedIn is where you can expand it. (laughs) So that's where, you know, your, your resume might say something along the lines of, you know, manage a you know, staff of 20. Well, right. on LinkedIn, you say, and a budget of, and we did this and we did that. I mean, you know, that's, that comes back to my comment of more. You know, we want more. Um, for a job seeker, I think it, LinkedIn is absolutely positively basically their first interview. If they don't pass that test, most of the time, especially for, you know, middle to senior level type of positions, I think they don't even get an interview. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And the other part of that is, and, and it's the fundamental of what I, when I work with my execs, we start with an SEO keyword list. Mm-hmm. So it's the list of phrases that somebody's going to be using on LinkedIn to find your profile. Right. And the, the some what some people don't realize is it's not Google-based searching. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn has its own algorithm, its own search database, and that's within the, within the thing. That being said, once you optimize your profile with mm-hmm. those key phrases, you will rise on your your Google search right. if you typed in your name. If you type in Chuck Hester right now, I own the first six pages minus one um, as far as that goes, because it's mm-hmm. a lot of work to make sure that that's there. But when I work with my clients and we finish up, we've optimized the profile. Mm-hmm. I ask them to go out into Google, type in their name, yeah. and usually it will come up before mm-hmm. it comes up on like a company bio, for instance. Right. Mm-hmm. Because LinkedIn is that strong of a, a platform to use. Well, and LinkedIn and Google have a good working relationship. Um, yes. You know, it's, and, and so Google likes that because Google wants to, you know, we always talk about these like they're humans, right? Um, Google wants to provide great information. And LinkedIn is great information. Yes, definitely. You know, and I had somebody last week that said, you know, I Googled myself and my divorce and my bankruptcies came up. And I said, then you got to get on LinkedIn, you know, and, and I said, you, you have, you, you really have got to push those negative things down. Now there mm-hmm. are, you know, obviously there are some ways that you can, can push some of those things out of there because they might not have been accurate, you know, and, and, you know, things like that. I said, but you want to, to have that good content, at least on the first page. Uh, yeah, because absolutely. we're all human, you know, we might all have something that comes up that's that's negative, but we want that good stuff to come up first. Yeah, and the other part of that is you need to make sure across social media platforms that you are the same person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be a business person on LinkedIn, you can be right. a casual person on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. Um, you know, my favorite phrase is, you know, LinkedIn basically is, or sorry, Facebook is the backyard barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and LinkedIn is the backyard barbecue you invite your boss to, mm-hmm. you know, so there's, there's a lot of things you need to watch your Facebook as well. I mean, there may be things that you don't, because I can promise you this day and age, a uh, good, good employer is going to search your social media across the board, right. not just LinkedIn, mm-hmm. to be able to look at that. I have a really good contact of mine who's a former TV anchor. She refuses positively to have a picture taken of her with a drink in her hand a wine glass or whatever it may be mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she does. That's not the, the uh, image that she wants out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I talk to college students, the first thing I do 
Like if I go to Elon University close by, mm-hmm. I would type in Elon drunk and be able to find pictures oh. of drunk college students. Like mm-hmm. making a, a very strong point of the employer, potential employer is looking at that type of information. Right. Well, and and you're so right that it's every platform. And of course, the problem now is that there are so many platforms, um, you know, and and I mean, I'm, I'm not... I'm I'm on a bare minimum, just be partially right. because I'm like squirrel, you know, and I would know that I'd yeah. be lost on those other platforms forever. But I was working with a, a young lady one time who had she was in the job market. She was getting ready to graduate from college. Now she was an A student. I mean, this was oh, I taught a, a class and it was an eight a.m. class, and she usually beat me there. I mean, you know, this was a phenomenal young woman. Right. And she said, you know, look at my social media. And so I did. LinkedIn was, you know, for a college student, actually really pretty good. She had a lot of volunteer projects, things like that in there. Then I typed in her name and got her Twitter account. So easy to find. Holy schmoly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was clearly targeting her friends because I talked to her about it. I didn't talk to her about it in class. You know, I didn't want to embarrass her, but you know, before the program, you and I were talking about language and the importance of, you know, maybe you keep some of those words out of things. Every 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 single tweet she sent out had the F word and numerous other swear words in it. I mean, this was just, I was mortified. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I can't even follow her because I don't ever want any way that to be associated with her, plat- with her tweets. And so I, I talked to her about it and she said, well, those are my friends. And I said, okay, here's the deal with Twitter. Your, your name as your Twitter has got to be professional. I said, because that's what a, a, an employer is going to find. I said, you can have multiple Twitter accounts. So for your friends, you have something that no employer is ever going to figure out. And that's what you, you communicate with your friends on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but keep anything that anybody can find associated with your name professional. Um, now, we still have to be authentic. We still have to be true to ourselves. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I talk about going to dog shows and I talk about my beloved Colorado buffaloes, um, and things like that. But at the same point, I don't use that language. I don't go down nose pass. I tell people my mother who's 89 looks at my profile, my, my Facebook page every day. More importantly, my clients look at it because I'm fine with them being friends with me on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I mean, you know, it's a deeper relationship for Facebook. And quite frankly, if you stop Facebook, my Facebook is not a professional page. I have a professional page for a purpose partnership, which is my organization and pay it for Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. But what I talk about on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page mm-hmm. is thousand piece jigsaw puzzles and homemade applesauce right. and the USC but that's Trojans. Still, that's okay because we're getting a little yeah. glimpse of what you're like as a human. Right. And, and that's, that's the other part of that. I mean, for, for that young person you were talking to, mm-hmm. you know, I would look, I'd look at Facebook or Twitter or whatever it may be to kind of feel for a, whether they're a rounded person, mm-hmm. a well-rounded right. person, mm-hmm. you know, do they have activities outside of work and what do they talk about and what's important to them? Mm-hmm. Are they radically right, radically left? Mm-hmm. And that could be an issue, right. you know, those type mm-hmm. of things. So we we'll want to look at, I can promise you, by the way, Deb, if, if I had seen that Twitter uh, account with like the F-bomb, she would not have been hired. Uh, oh, yeah. just, not, just right I, there. I, she, mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as a marketing person, she could not represent my organization. Right. Mm-hmm. Just my clients would find her as well. 
Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's the thing that we don't always remember is you know, we are who we associate with. Right. And, you know, and, and especially on the, the fun, I'm putting those in my fun little air quotes, social media platforms, you know, anything besides LinkedIn, where, you know, we are looking, okay, you know, who, who, you know, who are their friends? Um, you know, I think the saying goes, we are who we, we are a sum total of the five people we hang out with the most. Right. So, you know, and, or, you know, let's, let's, let's do another, you know, old sage, you know, tarred with the same brush. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if all your friends are, or at least the ones that are on your social media accounts, your, your Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, all of those, if they're the ones partying hard on the weekends, you know, doing all of those things, then the assumption is you are too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, we're not saying don't have those things, but just make it so that a potential employer or business associate or something like that can't find them as easily. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and again, my, my Facebook page is my personal page. Um, you know, but you will be able to see any other part of that is, I mean, people who know me well know my politics and I don't have politics per se, but I avoid posting or commenting on anything political. It's just not who I am on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever it may be, because I'm not comfortable doing that. And I, I don't feel that, you know, if I want to have that conversation, I'll have a personal right. conversation. with mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. Right. Yeah. You know, but I want to talk about how we can bring in a little of that personal on LinkedIn, because I think that's important too, is to have a little bit of maybe professional personal <laughs> on there. And, and so what do you think about that? Well, I, I have a tendency to agree with that. There, there are different ends of the spectrum, if you will. For instance, if you have a have a baby and you want to post that, and mm-hmm. the way you make that professional could be, you know, and my wife has supported me through my job, and I'm mm-hmm. above that type of thing. It's fine occasionally to be able to do that. If you're talking about again applesauce recipes or you know going to a sporting event, I mean, I've I have posted on sporting events, but use the analogy of good leadership in order to right. win a game, for instance. Mm-hmm. That's the way to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn really is a professional network and needs to right. stay that way. And as you mentioned, there are plenty of platforms where you can be much more personal mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, all the way through to TikTok mm-hmm. uh, and a wide variety of other things that you can do. But mm-hmm. it's not necessary on LinkedIn unless there is a t- business tie-in, mm-hmm. a business analogy that you can pull out of that. Right. You know, like in my headline, and I actually debated about this, and I, you know, and I, I've left it in my headline. I say college sports fan. Okay. You know, now I also volunteer for the university, so it's University of Colorado, right. and so I have that in my profile because I, I volunteer for for the dean's committee. So it's not just you know, I mean, it's it's a fairly prestigious. You talk about going through a job. I mean, it was it was like I'd applied for a job to be part of this committee, but sure. I have had. Oh, I think now I'm up to five people who said that caught their attention because they are sports fans. And so they read my profile. Sure. But, you know, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth on it. Um, but I, I firmly believe that that, you know, the volunteer section is a really good place to be able to get your personality in there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, the, you know, you bring up 
colleges and sports. I mean, that's the other thing that I think is an underserved area, Mm -hmm. specifically for folks who are coming out of college. And you mentioned Mm -hmm. the person that you're working with. Right. Uh, The the universities pages Mm -hmm. is a vital page uh, section within LinkedIn. And most people are not aware of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you're the same way. We're we're both in the Pac-12, but it's the same basic way. Mm -hmm. If somebody, the only time I accept a generic invitation Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn is if they are a University of Southern California graduate. Mm-hmm. And the folks that I talk to in the colleges, I say one of the most important places you need to go is to go and find the university pages, check out the alumni, reach out to them. Because mm-hmm. if some if some USC current senior, junior, whatever, reached out to me, I'd have that conversation right. with her mm-hmm. right away. To be yeah, able there's to do that. alumni support alumni. I mean, that's that's just right. something about that. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a hashtag fight on that. That if I see that hashtag. I'm there. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, right. right. You know, it's it's interesting. Colorado has developed a, a thing called the Forever Buffs Network, and mm. and they tie directly into LinkedIn. Um, you know, you I log into it through LinkedIn, right? Um, and so it's it is very much trying to network professionally um, with you know pro, you know partnering uh, uh, recent graduates and and students with mentors and, and people like that. And I think it's a, it's a very interesting uh, platform that they're, they're still kind of experimenting on it, but I really like it. Yeah, absolutely. Makes, makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are some other profile tips that you have for us? Um, the profile needs to be, well, I tell you what, the most underserved, if you will, section, <laughs> excuse me, we're talking about pollen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's high allergy season here in the underserved South. Underserved section within LinkedIn is the about us section. Mm-hmm. And a lot of folks will, I mean, they write novels, quite frankly, there's six, eight, 10 paragraphs on mm-hmm. who they are, their life story, what that mm-hmm. looks like. Um, it really needs to be. And that, that's the other part of, of what I work with my clients on is, and, and we are of the same generation, Deb, uh, what is known as above the fold. So above the fold is there's three sentences within the about us section. You need to spend time on that to make sure that people want to then click see more Mm -hmm. and being able to expand it all the way through. And the other part of that on the SEO level is Mm -hmm. to make sure that you list out your SEO keywords Mm -hmm. within that about us section, because that's one of the five to six sections Mm -hmm. that LinkedIn uses for their algorithm search. Right. So that makes a big difference. I'm I'm looking at yours right now and it, it obviously depends a little bit on the, your screen size as to what shows. Sure. But in your about section, here's what I see. Need help in marketing communications, but don't have the staff slash time to do it. I'm the MacGyver of marketing communications. I'm your Swiss army knife, the marketing utility you need that will allow you to do see more. Now I tell you what, that's a, that's a perfect break. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a lot of wordsmithing work to get that mm-hmm. where I wanted right. to be. But because my too. next thought was do what? <laughs> right. Let's click see more and see what it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I click see more and you've got a list of things that you do. You've got a lot of white space. You know, I think that's the other thing people think, oh, I've got this space, so I must I got to fill it up. Right. <laughs> exactly. Nope. You know, yeah, it was similar. Right. No, go ahead. Yeah, so you've got all of these. And then one of the things that I love that you have in here that so many people don't do because you can find it elsewhere mm-hmm. is your contact information. Yep. And I tell people, don't make somebody search for it. You know? 
where, where, the second I have to look for something, I'm on to something else. Yeah. Well, truth be told on that, eight years ago, approximately, mm-hmm. that was uh, not allowed by LinkedIn. Right. You could not... Mm-hmm. You couldn't have your email address, your phone number, any place else besides the contacts area within mm-hmm. LinkedIn profile. They, through a lot of folks who said, no, wait a second, that's important, have changed that and don't pay attention to it anymore. Mm-hmm. So what I always say is, you know, the, the last last sentence or two, here's how you get in touch with mm-hmm. me. You know, okay. here's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite business tools is Calendly. And so mm-hmm. here's my calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, click on this and you can set up a 15-minute phone call and we have that conversation to be able to work right. through. Right. You know, and it's, it's simple, it's straightforward. And what I tell people is it's kind of like the executive summary. I want to give enough information there that they say yay or nay on Mm -hmm. going forward. Exactly. And and that's what I, you know, I've always talking to people about, look, they're going to one way or the other, there are 12 different ways within LinkedIn for you to have your profile seen and it mm-hmm. could be content that you put out. Mm-hmm. It could be a group discussion, whatever it may be, people will click on to find your profile. Somebody, you know, Deb, when we, when this, this publishes and you put this out on LinkedIn, people are going to click on my LinkedIn profile. Um, so that's the important, this is your one time impression, if you will. It's kind of like, you know, Hey, let's have coffee before we decide to date mm-hmm. Uh, this is what it's going to be. I want to make right. sure it's a good impression. Mm-hmm. Um, so LinkedIn, I've always said that LinkedIn's profile is a foundation of everything you do on LinkedIn. Right. Yeah. And it is, you know, it, the thing I think people also need to remember is it's fluid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not written in stone. And more importantly, we need to be updating it. Um, yes. You know, you finish new projects, you get new jobs, you volunteer for something new, go in and update it. Uh, the And part of that is, and, and I, you know, you work closely with LinkedIn, but my understanding is, you know, when you do a search, LinkedIn, it's always very funny because it's not alphabetical. It's, you know, all these random things, but it's really not random. No, LinkedIn not. is bringing up the profiles of the people who are current and the most active. So mm-hmm. if you haven't updated your LinkedIn profile in, you know, with, you know, in maybe like six months, you're, you're pushed way down. Sure. Well, it's similar, and we'll get to this on content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if somebody doesn't interact with your content on LinkedIn right away, it'll get pushed down. Right. The algorithm, you know, God bless that we ever were to learn the the secret formula in the back offices of LinkedIn mm-hmm. as to what that, and that changes just like it changes on Facebook, mm-hmm. probably every three to six months mm-hmm. as to what they, what they consider important, right. depending on the initiatives that they are pushing. Mm-hmm as well. But yeah, it does make a big difference. I mean, there's small little tips and tricks here and there. One of the things that I do is I have three different LinkedIn profile pictures and I will switch them out on Mm -hmm. probably, uh, I don't know, maybe every three to six months, I'll I'll switch out the photo Mm -hmm. and I leave the section on it says, Hey, let let your network know you made changes. Fascinating Mm -hmm. to see. It's the same three that I've used for Mm -hmm. probably eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people come back. Oh, great new photo. I really like right. the photo. I know. Mm-hmm. But it drives traffic to your profile. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the other part of that, which right. is like very important. So. Mm-hmm. Another thing would be to change your cover image. Um, yeah. you know, because that's that's something that again, it's it's making it, you know, active. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we recently did that when a purpose partnership launched on mm-hmm. April Fool's Day. Um, we I changed to purpose partnership so mm-hmm. to be able to have that. But Yeah, the MacGyver Mark Com was one of my fun my fun ones to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and a side note on that, on cover pages, if you're not graphically oriented, mm-hmm. go to a, a, a really cool website called Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Fiverr has graphic artists that will do that work for you. Yep. My last MacGyver one, I cost me $15. Cool. So, yeah. Well, and of course, I'm a big fan of Canva. Um, you yeah. know, and, and, and it even has a template there. And so even if you don't have, you know, like, like we have our businesses there, we have, you know, things like that. So, you know, you might be an employee, so you might not really want to be promoting your company, who knows, but have right. something there, you know, if you're a writer, have a vintage typewriter and pencils or something, God mm-hmm. forbid, anything besides that ugly blue box. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it does make a difference. Honestly, what, that's an important aspect of when I'm looking to hire folks or consultants that I work with, uh, I will look at their LinkedIn profile for not just content, but also for layout mm-hmm. as well. I mean, if they've got, you know, just a generic, what we call the ghost, mm-hmm. if you will. Oh, uh, no picture, no contact. No picture, mm-hmm. no contact, whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean, that's that's somebody I'm, I'm, who's not paying attention to details. Right. So that's important to be able mm-hmm. to make sure that that, that is accurate and, um, and well-presented. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of paying attention to details, folks, there's no excuse for typos in in your LinkedIn profile. Oh my gosh! Um, You know, it's now granted LinkedIn doesn't spell check. Tell them to fix that. Um, But you know, I do I do a lot of stuff in Word. You know, and and that's where it's going to check it. Yep, that's my workaround. I will tell people: look, write your about us section in Word. Mm-hmm. Spell check it, look for Grammarly, another one of my favorite tools. Mm-hmm. And then you can do a cut and paste directly right. into the LinkedIn platform. Mm-hmm. But yes, no, they do not do not do, and I don't know off the top of my head, I'm, Grammarly may have a extension into LinkedIn, but I'm not positive that they do. I don't think do. they do, but yeah, yeah. They do in good they do in Google Google Docs and those type. Anyway, long story short, the easiest way to do that. And I do that when I write anyway. You know, if, if I'm writing a blog post, I don't do it directly into my website. Right. I will take time to mm-hmm. put it in a word, mm-hmm. spell yep. check it, read it, mm-hmm. you know, walk away from it, start it again, whatever it may be. So yeah. Right. Um, typos, typos on, on LinkedIn profiles, like typo on a resume or a cover letter, it will get you into the round file. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, and even if you're doing a post from your phone, you know, it's hard with those little bitty keys, right? You can edit, folks. <laughs> Go back in and fix it. Um, you know, I, I it drives me nuts when I see people who I've I've even seen them say, "Yeah, I know, I've got a typo." Fix it. <laughs> well, if you know, yeah, exactly. If you know you've got it, then yeah. Uh-huh. And that's the other thing. We have, we have a, a my partner and I we have a debate every once in a while. It's like, so how well do you know that person when you come when you when I get introduced to somebody on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. If I see something that's a typo, I'll mention it to them. I do. Say, hey, that's the what? that's one of the few things you I I won't look at somebody's profile to review it unless right. they've asked me to. But if I see something like typos, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, hey, this is I I'm I started out with I'm sure I would want to know if I had something going on like this. This is why I'm telling you mm-hmm. this. And 95% of the people don't have a problem with it. As a matter of fact, they appreciate somebody finding that. Mm-hmm. You live and breathe that profile every day and you miss stuff. I'm a much better editor than I'm a writer, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Um, so there's times where I see stuff and be able mm-hmm. to look at that. And and you brought up the the mobile phone aspect of LinkedIn. There's a lot. That's a rabbit hole, quite frankly, of things mm-hmm. that they do well, don't do well, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And younger generation and us boomers have a tendency to live on the mobile side of it. But I will tell you, for a profile, 
uh, profile in particular on LinkedIn and for that platform, you really need to use it on a desktop or a laptop, whatever it may be, because there's things you miss on mobile. Right. And the other part of that as an insider, I noticed for a fact, mobile LinkedIn and, and, and uh, regular LinkedIn platform are two different teams. They don't talk to each other as well. So there's certain things on, for instance, you mentioned the video. You cannot do that video on your on the desktop. You right. have to go to your mobile to record mm-hmm. it. Um, that's one of our biggest pet peeves. Our mm-hmm. our being trainers that, that I work with, why can't they all get together and decide right. that they're going to do features across yeah. the same thing? Mm-hmm. Right. So my my workaround was to record it on my computer because then I could right. make it look much more professional. I wasn't trying to do the selfie it, right? thing, and then you know, and and then I saved it so that I could access it on my phone, and then I was able to upload sure. it. Well, and, and again, that's a, that's a great example of the same thing as to when you write your About Us section. Right. Write it on your, write it on your desktop and then save it, and you can always upload it wherever you want to upload it. Right. So. And read it out loud. You know, that's, that's one of the things. That's an old proofreading tip. You know, if you read it out loud, that's where you catch some of the the mistakes that you've got in there, especially some things like, you know, a sentence that is so long you know, and, exactly. and things like that. But yeah. And, and you mentioned before that it's written first person. So yes. your about section should be just like you're talking to someone. So I mean, read it out loud, see what it says. Yep. yep. One of my favorite phrases, treat your connections like they're standing right in front of you, mm-hmm. even though you're online. Absolutely. Right. 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 Well, what are some big mistakes? that you see people do? You know, we've, we've well, been talking about some of them, you know, just yeah, kind of some throughout, of them, but what are I mean, some that are just like, ding, 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 ding? Well, I mean, the, the one, the biggest mistake, quite frankly, is, and we've talked about, well, there's three that we've already talked about, but that is that the resume doesn't match the LinkedIn profile. That's, that's probably a, a big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, typos and grammar, that's important as well. Um, and third person is the, the other, the other aspect of that. But some of the other bigger mistakes is, you know, I'm, I'm a big Bob Berg uh, go-giver uh, acolyte. We love Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, go, go uh, know, like, and trust is 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 my foundation on how I use LinkedIn and being able. And you run into this on a regular basis too, Deb. I'm sure you know somebody connects with you. Hey, you know, great great profile. Here's how we're we've got things in common. So they've they've followed those rules. That's great. And then the second message they get back is, oh, by the way, you know, my name's Deb and I sell printer material and right. you should buy from mm-hmm. me. Well, that's a disconnect if there ever was one. You need to understand that LinkedIn is about building relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not about selling your products or services. Right. Yes, you will get there eventually. I mean, we're a good example. You know, our, our, our good friend, Brian Basilico, mm-hmm. who is one of my paid forward six, introduced us. And so that was based on a relationship that I have with Brian, mm-hmm. where he knows that I'm an expert in LinkedIn right. and a good guy, and you're a great podcaster, and we needed to get together. Mm-hmm. So those are those are the aspects of mm-hmm. I have had multiple clients over a 25 years, some odd consulting uh, career, if you will. Probably two people out of those multiple clients, probably 50 to 100 clients, uh, have been friends. Mm-hmm. So it's referrals because they they know they like and they trust you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I always like it when I get the sales pitch and it's either I can help you start a podcast and I'm well past episode 750 or yeah. we can help you do social media 
And typically with those, most of the time I ignore them. I'm like, whatever. Um, and, and Brian and I kind of, you know, we have this thing where, you know, we, we go back and forth with, you know, the, the worst sales pitch of the week. Right. But, you know, I, it, I've been known to respond and say, clearly you did not even read my profile. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and and you're not even talking to a real person. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing. As many times those are AIs, those are or the or those are people who have profiles but are cut and pasting. You know that that is their directive is to just do this, and and so they're not paying attention. Yeah, because yeah. My favorite, my, my favorite of all the ones that I've ever gotten is, uh, how would you like to learn how to use LinkedIn to its full potential? <laughs> and I'm like, well, considering I teach it and tell people how to do that, maybe you should read my profile next time. Right. You know, yeah. Those type of things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, right, right. So, Chuck, people now have a great profile. They've got all this stuff. Now what? Let's talk about content. Because to me, that is the thing. That's probably the question I do get the most is, I don't know what to post. So, yeah. what? talk to us about content. Um, the best way I can describe it, and I, you know, one of my favorite phrases, and I use this for company pages because I create LinkedIn company pages for clients as well. That's one of my bigger things as well. Um, if you create a LinkedIn, great LinkedIn profile, it's amazing. It's got great SEO, all of that kind of stuff. I call it the anti-field of dreams. Mm-hmm. If if you build it, they're not going to come unless you promote it. Right. And you mm-hmm. promote it through information and sharing knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's what LinkedIn content is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine and one of the one of the better sales trainers in the world, Marcus Sheridan, just posted today. He said, here's seven things you need to do for content to get people to pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. One of the things he mentioned, which is one I will probably start using, is if you're in a particular industry and you have, you know, inside phrases, if you will, that most of your industry people know, mm-hmm. but your clients might not know, ah. spend some time educating them on how okay. to do that. Mm-hmm. So the, and that's shifted. Content on LinkedIn has shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, five years ago, I was one of the first beta publishers. Mm-hmm. I published 40 some odd blog posts on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. That used to be the place to go. Mm-hmm. Status updates, thanks to the younger generation not being able to pay attention for more than five and a half mm-hmm. seconds. Um, is the is the the real important aspect mm-hmm. of where it is. But you know, uh, Joe Pelusi who created Content Marketing War Institute. Um, his rule is four one one. So it's four pieces of educational content, one piece of cultural content if you're a business, and one piece of sales content. Mm-hmm. That if you keep to that formula, then people will pay attention to you and be able to uh, to to really look at. I've got several that have gone viral. Um, I do LinkedIn polls. That's one of my hidden mm-hmm. my secrets and teach people how to do that. Um, but I also create, and the other part of that is the four pieces of educational is sharing other people's content. Right. If for, you don't for people know who are thinking, write, what the heck do I write? It's okay. Right. You can, you can curate content. Yeah. Yeah. Go find Deb Pryor and go, go find Chuck Hester, go find Brian Basilica. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian in particular does some really cool infographics. I mean, graphical type quotes mm-hmm. that he does. If you have somebody that you admire within business, uh, there's no reason why you can't quote. As long as what you do is you mm-hmm. you just don't put the quote up. Mm-hmm. Um, you may say, "Hey, you know this 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 pertains to the automotive industry because of what we're going through right now." Those type right. of things. Mm-hmm. That's all you really need to say and be able to get that content up and running. Mm-hmm. So. so the other question that people always ask me is, "I'm really <laughs> busy, Chuck. How much time do I have to spend on LinkedIn?" 15 minutes a day. I always, I use the analogy of the old, um, I think it was the, the almonds, California almonds. 
you know, one can a week is all we ask. Mm -hmm. 15 minutes a day is enough to be able to check invitations, uh, write a piece of content. And the other other hidden secret on, not necessarily hidden secret, most good content marketers know this, write out five to seven different status updates at a time. Right. I can do, you can do that half an hour to an hour Mm -hmm. and you've got it for the week or you've got it for two weeks, depending on how often you want to post. So 15 to 20 minutes in the morning, 15 to 20 minutes in the afternoon or evening. Mm -hmm. And that's plenty of time. Right. You know, and, and one of the little things, and and I just did this on your profile is there's a little bell that is by somebody's name at the, the top of their profile. And so when you click that, when you, so I clicked it for you. So when you post, I get a notification. Yeah. Now, clearly you don't want to do this with very many people or, right. or, you know, especially people who post a lot. You know, if they, if they only post once a week, then it's not a huge deal. But for somebody who's, you know, like, like you, like I, like Brian, you know, I, we post every day or, or multiple times a day, you know, you, you need to watch that. But you, know, especially if it's somebody that you want to either make sure you're commenting on, or as you said, sharing their content, I don't want to have to stop and go find those posts. I just want to look at that. And so that's one of those things, you know, you're sitting waiting for an appointment, you're waiting for a webinar to start, you get one of those pings, you look at it quick, there's 30 seconds, boof. You know, exactly. and, and so that's that's well, one of those little ninja tricks that I really like. Yeah, and the other part of that is uh, on, the, on the flip side of that, because I work with a lot of sales execs and mm-hmm. what they call business development executives. Um, you know, what it used to be seven touches, meaning seven different times I had to be in contact with you before you would buy my service or use my products, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. That's now more like 17 to 20 touches. Right. So being able to either tag somebody or comment on, on a mm-hmm. post or whatever it may be as a content marketer and a LinkedIn person, mm-hmm. uh, when somebody comments on a post or likes up, I see that information. Mm-hmm. So you're getting your name out in front of that person on a regular right. basis. And then you honestly, one of the, the techniques to use is comment three or four times before you send an invitation to them mm. or mention within that invitation, mm-hmm. hey, Deb, I love your last post in regards to content marketing. You know, can we have a conversation? I'd love to hear more about that. Right. You know, that's personal. And that's, mm-hmm. honestly, if somebody comes back to me and says, hey, your content was really good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to probably pay attention to mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. You know, and so that's the other key is to look at those little icons across the top. Um, right now, and I've been in, you know, fairly, I, I, I was in, I haven't really checked today, but I have 53 notifications. Mm-hmm. Now, some of those are, you know, LinkedIn thinks you'd like this post type of things. But yeah. uh, the ones you really want to pay attention to are obviously if somebody comments on something you wrote. Right. You need to respond. At exactly. least click like. I mean, you know, we, we all want to be acknowledged. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference. When we went, we launched a purpose partnership. I mean, we were quite frankly flooded with a lot of different people saying, Congratulations, this is great. I spent the time to go in and at the minimum like every single comment. Right. I mean, because that really makes a difference. And and I will be honest with you, one of the only few things I do on the AI side, if you will, with a LinkedIn mm-hmm. is, you know, they have the re- the responses set up for you where you can say, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I've been known that. to click those buttons, except it doesn't right. have every- punctuation. Drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think people understand that. But anyway, long story short, that that engagement within your your followers is what improves the engagement for the LinkedIn algorithm. If you respond back to your comments, that's noticed within the LinkedIn algorithm as well. Right. Because again, LinkedIn wants people who are active 
on the platform and it's going Absolutely. to highlight those. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing we did, we didn't talk about, we talked about pre-show, but uh, one of the things that's interesting to me is LinkedIn is probably, especially for business, uh, the best multimedia uh, platform mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. to YouTube. As far as I go, forget TikTok and everything else that, you know, goes on with the small little reels and whatever. Uh, LinkedIn learned its lesson with LinkedIn stories, which is now dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much. And that's why a new initiative is coming up soon. Uh, but anyway, long story short, most people don't understand LinkedIn is a multimedia platform, meaning infographics, right. visuals, uh, video can be done. I have a, a, a client of mine who used to be the, uh, the state of Utah's budget director, mm-hmm. and she would do a very long uh, LinkedIn published post. Mm-hmm. And then what she would do is she would do an introductory video on that post oh, okay. and say, okay, over the next week, we're going to talk about mm-hmm. these three things and then click back to that article. And she'd do three videos on those. Mm-hmm. She got so much engagement mm-hmm. as a result of that because she was using video and it is to a certain extent, a self code and phrase, a counterintuitive point of view, meaning LinkedIn is a flat, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's, it's a flat medium, if you right. will, um, written medium. And, by doing video, you can stand out. Now it's getting better in that a lot of people do do that, but it's interesting to see mm-hmm. how that all works out. Right. So. You know, and the nice thing is, especially because of how much we now use video because of the pandemic, we don't expect, you know, glitzy, glammy, Oscar worthy type of videos. Right. It's, it's okay to be sitting at your desk or, you know, maybe, you know, and, and think again, outside the box, maybe you do a marketing tip of the week as you're taking your walk. And so you're, right. you're filming a short little video. I mean, you know, it, it's, it, you can have fun with this folks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have a sales, sales contact of mine, a really good sales exec. He does a sales tip of the week while he's walking and he uses a, a selfie stick. I mean, mm-hmm. so he's, he's talking as he goes mm-hmm. and he's slightly out of breath and, but he's still giving that really good. I mean, it, and it is, it took me a long time and I've been a podcaster, not as long as you have, but um, my favorite interview was actually conducted um, with the lead guitarist for Jeff Leopard. Mm. Um, but he was at a Starbucks and, and I made him go into his car cause it was so loud, mm-hmm. but he was in his car and I was actually recording the podcast mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. in his car. And my, and I told my producer, I said, I don't like this. He said, no, this is so good. Mm-hmm. This is so real because right. people are paying attention. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a podcast guest one time who was poolside. And yeah. now it, the nice thing, it was not a very noisy pool. I mean, you know, you could right. hear little kids, you could hear little splashes and, and things like that. But she was talking about, and this was, you know, oh gosh, maybe three or four years ago, about how she was able to take vacations because of what she did. You know, and, and so she, it was, it was actually very interesting. And it, so it tied in to the fact, because she asked me before, she said, you know, can we have a little fun with this? And I said, sure. Um, now I, I'm like you, I have made guests, you know, change where they're doing. I was interviewing somebody one time, they were outside and I kept hearing a lot of noise. And I finally said, what is that? Oh, the guy next door is cutting down trees. Okay, go inside. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. It's too distracting. So yeah, yeah. Cool. Take take that crazy cat of yours and put her in another room because she crawls all over your mm-hmm. shoulders mm-hmm. while you're trying to do the interview. Yeah, yeah. Right. I run into that on a regular basis. So. Right, right. Well, Chuck, I also want to diverge a bit from okay. talking about LinkedIn because you did just launch on April Fool's Day. I love that you did that. A new company, a purpose partnership, and so let's talk about that. 
Purpose partnership. Um, purpose means that you have a reason to be doing something you're doing. Partnership is aspect of partnering with the consultants that we use, as well as the clients that we are partnering with, not being vendors for. Um, so a good friend of mine, who's also my co-founder at Pay It Forward Tuesdays, our charity, um, we got together and said, you know what? There's a better way to do this. I've been doing agencies for 35 plus years. Uh, you know, you you get the really good dog and pony show, president of the company or VP of marketing comes in and they present, here's the great strategies we're going to do for you, sign the bottom line. You sign the bottom line and Joe Millennial comes in and does tries to do the work. Now, Purpose Partnership, our, our slogan is strategists who do the work. We are actually involved on a day-to-day basis with our clients, working with them as well. And the reason that we launched on April Fool's Day is because our our theme there was don't let the big agencies fool you. Um, so we had some fun doing that. I love it. Uh, yeah, we had, uh, you know, between my partner and myself and several other consultants that I work with, have a, a, a 50,000 plus person uh, network of folks mm-hmm. that if we will never say no to a consulting opportunity mm-hmm. uh, for a small, medium-sized business, mm-hmm. HR, recruiting, website development, marketing communications, mm-hmm. you name it, we can do it. Public relations, we've mm-hmm. got some really good people. Mm-hmm. So um, the other part of that is we've stripped away all the negatives and only use the positives, mm-hmm. meaning the consultants we work with are all positive people mm-hmm. and the clients that we decide to work with have to be a positive client or we will not work with them. I love it. I love it. You know, and then the other thing that is very important to you is corporate social responsibility and the giving back. Right. So talk more about that because I think, you know, that that ties in with everything we've been talking about because it is so important to build those positive relationships with people online and offline. So talk about those those initiatives and, and yeah. not initiatives, the importance of that for you. No, and I have a reputation as a pay it forward advocate. I mean, I've been doing that for 10, 15 years, something like that. As a matter of fact, the book that I wrote called uh, Linking in to Pay It Forward, Changing the Value Proposition of Social Media mm-hmm. was all about that. How can I be of service? What's important to you as opposed to what I'm trying to sell to you? Um, so that, that's a big aspect of it. And so corporate social responsibility, uh, really, you know, I, I got deep into it within eye contact when we created our corporate social responsibility mm-hmm. program where, you know, you set aside, and it's somewhat typical these days, set aside time for employees to go out in the community and, and pay it forward in the community, work together and have fun doing that. Um, you know, with eye contact, it was also giving away some stock, uh, giving away, um, you know, some dollar amount that we give and, and product as well. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of small, medium-sized businesses out there who would love to have the VP of corporate social responsibility, but can't afford the six-figure plus salary that they do. So I work with clients in building a program that can be easily implemented and used by the employees. And it's employee driven that I will set up the framework for them to be able to do that and then turn over the keys, if you will, mm-hmm. and let them go and out in the community to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you do that? You do that because the community is where you live, where your employees live, mm-hmm. and more importantly, where your potential employees live. Mm-hmm. So customers who are out in the community, if they had a choice between Deb and Chuck, and Deb's out there on a regular basis doing chamber comments work, giving back to Habitat, whatever it may be, and mm-hmm. Chuck's just talking about how great he is mm-hmm. and the, the services you have, they will most likely pick Deb because she's active in the community they live in. So that's the big part of that. Right. You know, and, and to kind of circle back to the fact that you know we've been talking about content, that gives you other 
other content to post. You know, maybe you're you're con you know you're you're providing a link to say the the you know newest chamber article or you know hey this person was named chamber member of the year. I mean, you know that that gives you additional content to be posting on your LinkedIn profile. Right. And and this generation uh difference that we talk about, I mean, you know, um, millennials, Xs, Ys, whatever you want to call them, the younger folks out mm-hmm. there, and I'm, you know, I'm in my 60s, uh, that are more concerned, quite frankly, about how that organization they may be joining is supporting the community right. of the men mm-hmm. uh, than they sometimes are as far as salary or mm-hmm. position or mm-hmm. title. They are, are concerned about how are we giving back, how are we paying it forward, and so that's a, a powerful recruiting tool if used correctly. Now, if you go out to just do it and say, hey, you know what, here's a check, Chamber mm-hmm. of Commerce, and you walk away, oh. well, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. not so great. Right? But if you do say every month uh, a team building exercise is a Habitat for Humanity house, right. it's very different. Indeed, indeed. Well, oh my gosh, Chuck, we are almost at the top of the hour. This has been so much fun. We definitely have to, to have you on again because this is a great conversation and I think so important to people. But tell us how people connect with you and your LinkedIn profile will be in the, the show notes. But how do people find you online? And then tell us about the services that you provide. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm Chuck Hester all over the web. It's 12 years of hard personal branding that I've done, which I teach my executives as well. Easiest way is to go, and I use this in my speeches, so I use it now. Go to my link, go to LinkedIn, type in Chuck Hester. I'm the first one you're going to find. Send me an invitation. Do not make it generic. But all you need to say is, hey, you know what? I was I saw you on a power outer hour and you rocked. And I will answer that immediately. Um, but seriously, for the consulting side of it, uh, if you're a small, medium-sized business, particularly in marketing, communications, marketing, uh, I can help there with a purpose partnership. If you're an executive that wants to learn how to use LinkedIn to your advantage to become a subject matter expertise and build your brand, um, then I can help there. And then also do personal branding and work on content marketing for execs. Perfect. I love it. Well, this really has been delightful and and so much fun getting to know you because as I mentioned at the very start of the program, we only met through networking through LinkedIn. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and now the nice thing is we're not exactly all that far apart. So maybe we'll actually meet in person sometime. But you never know who you are connected to who they are connected to. I mean, I think that's probably one of the most important facts to remember in networking. Yeah. Yeah. And I talk about that. And, you know, when when I work with speakers as well, Mm -hmm. there may be one person with an audience that you affect Mm -hmm. and you make a difference for, Mm -hmm. you never know who that person may be. You may have 500 people in the audience and one person said, Hey, you know what? Because I came to your presentation today, it made a difference in what I was trying to get done. Right. Right. Or they might say, you know what? It was okay, but I know somebody you need to talk to. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right. So, I mean, this has been absolutely fabulous. Do you want to, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Um, I, there, there's several, but I will tell you this. If you're in business and you're not on LinkedIn, then you're not going to be successful in business. That's, that's kind of the bottom line on that because that's where people are these days. We are, we are slowly getting out of our situation we've been in before. There will be no new normal. It'll be a, a, a new reality. And this new reality basically is we're still going to be continuing to, on, to network online and do business online. So if you want to do business and do it effectively, use LinkedIn. 
Perfect. I love it. And what a great thought to, to leave everyone with. Until next time, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a wonderful discussion with Chuck Hester and everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.